That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Uh, we have an interesting special uh, special edition tonight. We're doing a, the Joker trailer discussion. Uh, I got Bat Force Tom in sunny California. What's up, dudes? I got uh, Robin Cross up in Canada. Warm left hand. I got Grandpa Batman, a.k.a. Dr. Do, scrubbing in from Texas. How do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is a Walking Phoenix Joker movie trailer discussion. Go. I mean, there's no rules to this. I fucking hell, man. Yo, the more you watch it, the more that shit fucks you up. <laughs> this shit looks heavy, I've, I've, man. I've probably watched it uh, upwards of 20 times at this point. I didn't think they were gonna go. They they're go. Warner Brothers is going in. Uh, you have Shazam. Such well balanced family fun and dark amazing heartfelt movie feel good and then they lay you with the joker trailer which is it looks like it has awards written scorsese award scorsese. de niro fucking holy shit it's there's so much to digest with this trailer i know everyone in the world's been talking about it, the internet's been talking about it but bad force wanted to throw our two cents in one of the ways I've been reacting to this is it's um, it it feels there's a big s- sadness. I think this is the first time that we've seen, I guess you could even say Hollywood start to make you sympathize with the Joker, feel bad for the Joker in the beginning. Well, that that's exactly what um, my first thought on this. You know, I I already had a lot of questions about um, this movie. You know where it fit in with the current, you know, DC movies that were being put out, and why they were putting out a Joker movie when they already had Leto as you your know, favorite Joker. Yeah. yeah, but you can <laughs> see from from this trailer, um, you know, this is more like a. Um, I don't think it fits in anywhere in that. It's just more of like an art movie, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I don't know. It, it it creates more questions for me. I mean, and it doesn't scare me like what a Joker should or would normally. It, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm totally confused by it. So I guess I'll just have to see it and let it reveal itself instead of sitting here trying to judge it based on a you know a two minute trailer. Yeah, I think uh, this trailer is. Uh, I've. I've seen a lot of people refer to it as a tone trailer, you know, where it's just showing us what kind of movie we're going to get. Yeah, there's, um, you know, they, they they gave us enough, but it, it wasn't enough for where you could really piece it all together. It's just... It, well, it they've only like, shown it, you know, the shit that happens in this trailer, that could be something that just happens in, like, 
first the first minutes. act. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with like Shazam. I remember the first trailer was long, but all that shit happened like in the first twenty minutes. Anyway, it raises a lot of questions. Okay, the big, the big one everyone was talking about is in the beginning when he's walking up that huge flight of stair- stairs in, in the Bronx, and at the top of the stairs, you know, he's like beat down. He's not the Joker yet, and then at the end of the trailer, he's dancing and stomping down the stairs as the Joker. Like descending into madness, right, or whatever. So that was a big sort of, you know, just to establish the bookends of the trailer. They show his mother, the woman. I think her name is Conroy. She's from American Horror Story and Six Feet Under. Yeah, She's yeah a, Francis. Francis Conroy is a phenomenal actress, and he's like bathing her. I wouldn't be surprised if she has some kind of mental illness in this movie. I kind of get that feeling that he's like taking care of his mom and. Um, what was really tragic to me is, is whenever you see an individual that's like lighthearted and maybe a little um, sheltered and happy-go-lucky and then they go out to the real world and they, they just smash that sandwich sign over his face and everything. And it's just, it's really tragic, like opera tragic, man. I like the meme that was going out this week that said something about putting, you know, something about the Joker's origins, you know. Yeah. And it said, uh, what does it say? put him in chemicals or throw him in a vat of chemicals and then it shows this movie trailer and says just throw him out into society yeah pretty much exactly. <laughs> they nailed it with yeah. that one yeah 1989 throw him in a vat of chemicals mm. 2019 throw him into society yeah that was yeah. spot on real well, quick before we before we move off of that yeah. i know you guys are mentioning i saw i saw that a lot people like sympathizing oh yeah like this is gonna be like a sad joker that makes people feel sorry for him i don't know if i'm the only one i didn't fucking feel sorry for him at all i was creeped the fuck out by him because <laughs> at one point he's uh giving his mom a bath yeah that's that's not and it. then and then he's uh dancing with her and like i just got like what the fuck vibes off of him yeah. so right off the bat like when he gets smashed in the face by those kids i guess that's kind of i think that's like one of the first things in the trailer like okay that's kind of sad but you're getting your fucking ass beat by 12 year olds dude like stand the fuck up you know and so so to me like i got more like pathetic and creepy vibes off him and um i don't know if you guys saw but uh that part where he's like writing in his journal and he's talking about how um he's writing his jokes yeah he's writing his jokes but at the very bottom one of the things that that he writes it says that um the worst part about having a mental illness is people expecting you to act like you don't yeah now it's kind of fucking crazy um so so they're obviously yeah they're obviously alluding to you know and they show him talking to his therapist and he's going to arkham for like outpatient shit and um he's crazy right and he knows that he is and he's trying to like stabilize himself but all this shit's happening to him in the trailer and and it's showing you how he basically snaps and um i don't know maybe i'm like an asshole but like i didn't get the sympathy and i saw so many people like complaining about that on twitter like you're not supposed to sympathize with a character like the joker you're always supposed to be fearful of him and hate him and why is hollywood it's like shut the fuck up like you're interpreting it like you're interpreting it the way you're interpreting it you know however you want to that's fine but the thing is i have a problem with that though because the the people that are not i just before you moved on from that part of it i just want to get this in People that were criticizing that you shouldn't feel sorry for him because, you know, he he's supposed to be a mass murderer and a monster. But I think just like in any story, a character can go from from being uh, less than uh, less than heroic 
you know, they can grow and improve and, you know, go from being a morally uh, off character, you know, and they they grow and become the hero and they they validate themselves and, and become a hero. I think you can completely go the opposite way too. So you can start a story where, you know, uh, maybe a well-meaning person is, is beaten down and treated horribly and abused and they can turn into a monster and turn into something that you can't sympathize with any longer. Well, I mean, even in the killing joke, Alan Moore made it where, or presented it where you could sympathize with, you know, Joker for a little bit, you know, to some degree because of the circumstances he was going through, you know, he needed money. He was, uh, had a wife and she died and he was being put up to this task by the, the mobster goons and stuff like that. And so even then, you know, I, I feel like this movie, you know, and, and just from what we've seen right there, is kind of playing along to some aspect of, of what's already been in the comics before now again, and what we've seen could probably just happen in the first act. And then the rest of the movie, you won't feel sorry for this asshole at all. Like what Tom said, he, this is a creepy guy and not somebody that you should, you know, sit there and feel sorry about. Cause we all know really what he is. I think yeah. that's the game and, and that's the tease. And also the, how skinny he is um oh yeah it's really disturbing too and he's like sucking in like he's rib cage protruding and he's dancing in the living room and it's just so many uneasy vibes um i it's so strange this movie coming out i had a couple of uh, ideas why maybe this movie is happening and one is because i i feel like warner reacted to how unpopular leto's joker was and how popular heath ledger's joker was I feel like they wanted to re not only revisit that tone but to extend you know build upon it and I I have a gut feeling that might be why we're getting a movie like this. I hope we're getting more rogue movies like this. I I, I hope they expand on this. Yeah, and not to mention it'll come out close to a year after um the Venom movie came out and you know that was a villain movie. You don't see many ro- rogue villain movies and now this might be a new thing. Yeah, yeah. One comment that I saw on, I can't remember if it was on a Bat Force post or if it was on my post for the trailer, but someone said, oh, what's Joker without Batman? Well, yeah. like seriously, uh, pretty much the greatest villain of all time. Yeah, of all time. And it, that's like, you know, that's like saying what's Batman without the Joker or without Rose. It's like they're, they're, and that was one of my questions is like, well, where does that fit in? in all this in this movie to you me, know to me batman and the joker their demons are their own worst enemy anyway so they just there's always going to be that that dynamic you could play with uh and, and for people saying that you know this seems like a waste and it seems unnecessary why why is anything a waste or unnecessary like it's, it's all all movies are entertainment it's just, people yeah. are saying but, uh, that it's, it's wasted resources that they're making this movie when they could be making i don't know something different like a like a Joker movie that will tie into like uh, the Batman or some shit. Dude, Fuck off. This is a whole <laughs> new <laughs> level of filmmaking, man, for a, a comic book character. This is elevating the character. This is 
We've never seen anything like this before, and you're damn well never going to see anything like this from Disney Marvel. This and, is this is very really unique. Not a good, that's a bad thing that we won't see it from from Disney Marvel. I think it's a detriment that They've, we find ourselves in this situation where the general population believes that a movie is only worthwhile if it ties into you know a decade of 20 other films as as a part of that sort of why why did that become the standard that everything has to be part of some other thing where you have to watch the 15 other movies before it to to know well why it's it's, it's smart from disney's standpoint disney knows how to make you feel like you need to buy something or go somewhere or see yeah. something captain marvel you know let's be honest the general consensus a lot of people didn't like the movie but it made a billion fucking dollars. And the reason why is because some people are treating it as like a prelude to fucking Endgame. Or, you know, to tie, oh, it's a Marvel movie, I have to see it. Even though it might be mediocre. I mean, Disney, they know how to do that. You don't buy Fox by being dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. But they set that I, tone and I think people are getting a little tired of it. I mean, now what DC's doing, especially with Shazam and Aquaman and this recent trend standalone you know when they said worlds of dc standalone might be the new way to go for more unique filmmaking if you ask me the, the marvel and disney had something that was in a similar vein but they fucking canceled it because they just want the money to go to their streaming service yeah. they had it with daredevil and fucking punisher which and was so such a gem like that was such a gem they, and they flushed it down the toilet that Daredevil was such a gem. Wow, what a, what an amazing comic book show! And that was that was their grit and like yeah, dirt, so you know, and, yeah. But, you know, and that, is shedding a tear yeah. right now for that poor little Alfred <laughs> dude. Though. Hey, I'm I'm glad we got three seasons, man. That, that's awesome. I'm glad we got Bullseye before they wrapped up, so we had you know all the core characters. But uh, in a world where Disney has all of these characters tied up in this ongoing story that's been going on what's it 15 years or something now i think they should be doing standalone movies or series whatever with you know, give the offer the world different takes and different situations for these characters you know, even who cares that infinity war is coming out why can't we at the same time have uh an unrelated film with a different take on captain america mm. or a different take on iron man but something like this joker movie you know where you're seeing the, the characters that have been around for decades are so much deeper than one iteration of them in a film mm. so why why can't we be seeing more of what they're capable of mm. hey before we go back to the joker trial, i wanted to ask you because i know i i always say that i feel like you know the marvel co- movies are cooking i watch them all I, I feel like they're cookie cut but do you feel like the acting is all the same too like everyone kind of acts the same give or take uh, i i can see what you mean in that yeah they they may all be directed you know in to do something that so that they'll all ma- mesh together when when the movies intertwine just like the directors are, you know, instructed to keep that that one flavor going. It's why I talk about this all the time. It's why Edgar Wright didn't end up directing the Ant-Man movie, even though he wrote it and was planning to direct it. Mm. Uh, they, they weren't going to let him direct an Edgar Wright movie. You know, they were going to make Edgar Wright direct a Disney Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah, and it's... So, yeah. so he's done the way. Mm. But then you have, 
Aquaman, then Shazam, then Joker, and you know the, the, these three in a row are so different and unique that I love the like Tom always says the different flavors. Yeah, sprinkle the different flavors. <laughs> on, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you on that one. Um, going back to this trailer, man, just this scene where Walking Phoenix is walking with the red nose on his face, and he's like, "What's that called?" He's like waddling, walking, or whatever you want to call that, bouncing, and then he makes young Bruce Wayne smile. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh my god, dude! We get uh, already in the trailer. We get two different laughs, uh, mm. two different Joker laughs from him. We get his laugh uh, when he's in the subway. There's the the sort of mad cackling laugh, but uh, I prefer his laugh when he's uh, uh, in the comedy club, uh, watching someone on stage, and he does just that, Love. you know, sort of crazy. <laughs> Uh, and his, so many people had faith in him for so long, Joaquin Phoenix. But this is, this is just by this trailer, I'm like, this is going to be such a, a, a unique, profound, tragic, dark film. That's why, man, shout out to Warner Brothers, man. They got the balls to do something like this. I'll give them credit, man. Because uh, at first, before we saw anything, really, I didn't know what the fuck to think about this thing. You know, it just, it was hard to yeah. make sense of anything. You know? The rumors, I mean, the rumors that were coming out were kind of like weird too. Like, Oh, what the fuck? What? Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be kind of like a cross between psycho with a, like you were saying, a Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. There were some interesting Easter eggs associated with this trailer. Um, one, it dropped on, Heath Ledger's birthday, mm. so I don't know if that was planned out as a, you know, a pretty obvious nod, but you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was reading on IMDb about background information. They were like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix lost so much weight for this role that um, it was a pretty serious issue on the set. They they really Jeez. didn't do a lot of like reshoots because he wasn't very healthy, <laughs> and. Oh um, my God. His makeup is similar to John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer. Oh, yeah. Because he would dress up and entertain children as Pogo the Clown. And the the sharp triangles and, and sharp, you know, shapes on his face. That's the, kind of been scorned by, you know, the clowns now because it scares children. That's been that's also from, um, oh, God, a famous Italian opera. Mm-hmm. Pagliacci. Pagliacci, right, okay. <laughs> Here's probably the most interesting one. Thanks, Jamie. His name is <laughs> Arthur Fleck. So his yeah. initial is A Fleck. <laughs> A Fleck. I was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, it's almost like too on the nose to be a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think when this movie was being pushed through, like, I don't think that uh, Affleck was out yet. So yeah. it might have just been like a playful like nod, but now it just seems like it's like a little troll job. This almost feels, well, uh, like, it almost feels like a Morrison Arkham Asylum days kind of movie as well. Like uh, if you would have s- sliced Joker out of the Arkham Asylum story and throw him in another one into a film, I feel like this would be it. I don't know. It just has this this tone, especially when they go to was it Arkham State Hospital or something like that. Right. I, yeah. Are you? Did they? Are you allowed to say Asylum anymore? Or like is that? A- oh yeah, if it's the movie, yeah, the movies get the 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 movies are what get everything. So they could just change. They could just. That's a, a, a creative liberty that they're taking, which is yeah, cool, which I mean, is really cool actually because it, it it makes it feel more ingrained in like the city. Yeah. You guys been pretty um 
obsessed with this trailer since it launched. That's pretty interesting. Like you guys are really uh, reacting to it. I like that. Dude, yeah, I, some some of the looks and like everything is so well done. It's it is. just high end filmmaking. Uh, one of the other podcasts that I watch. Uh, How dare you, with, Tom? Uh, Tom, write him a ticket, bro. Okay. It's uh, it's with uh, the actor Brian Callen. Mm. Uh, so, oh, fighter the kid. Yeah, exactly. With uh, Brian Callen, and Brendan Chubb. Uh, so Brian Callen has some sort of role in this movie. Uh, he's worked with Todd Phillips on like the hangover movies and whatnot. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, in some capacity showing up in this movie, but, uh, on the episode, they, they watched the trailer and they're, they're talking about it. And, uh, even Brian who has worked with Todd for years, uh, starts talking about specifically what's one of my top two favorite shots of the trailer is right at the end when we have that shot of him in the elevator and it's just like the dark brown wood grain wall behind him mm. and you know just as someone who's worked in film for years uh it was interesting hearing brian highlight how high-end that shot is you know he's talking like this this is hours of setup you know the 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 best people in the world are getting the the lighting right uh, the the best cinematographer setting up the shot, the best hair and makeup people in the world making everything just perfect for this, and the best costume people in the world, you know, so everything that goes into making that outstanding shot, mm. and this it just really hammers home like that. This is a high end movie. Unnerving how well it's. Filmed. What I was worried about is because I think it's it's supposed to take place in like the seventies, right? It it feels like it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's another one of these things where it's like sort of, of intentionally timeless. timeless. Yeah. yeah. Timeless. So you know, we'll have a, a mix of you know uh, cars from other generations and like, technology like from current generations. Yeah, where you know the the mix of things makes it impossible to nail down, and you mm -hmm. know. What I was worried about see. when I heard 70s, I, I was worried about like little elements here and there that might date it, you know, like uh, the pants, the style of pants and all that stuff. But you don't really see none of that. It's just they just said it's kind of like in the 70, 70s ish uh, time period. But uh, but when you watch yeah, it, it is kind of timeless. Uh, he's not in uh, bell bottoms, you know, starting yeah. down the street. Yeah, that's what I was curious about because uh, the pants sometimes looked a little big, but. But when he's like dancing with his, I think mother in front of that old television set, that really old boxy, I was like, yeah, this, the the feel, the cinematography, the uh, the wardrobes, everything. The, I don't know what the term is for film, but like the filters or the color tones or the palette that they filmed with too, yeah. the cool, the browns and the the blues. And uh, there's two um, actors from um, Atlanta in it. The the guy who plays the the girl, the girlfriend. Of Donald Glover yeah. and the guy Paperboy, like the rapper friend, he was in it too. Yeah. That was that was really interesting to see them in it. But uh, um, yeah, the, the more I watch this trailer, the more beautifully unnerving it is. I don't know, like Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, this guy he he was excellent in Signs. He was excellent in Her. He was excellent in. Uh, I really, well, I really enjoyed his portrayal of Johnny Cash. I mean, I I think his performance contrasts the movie a little, but I thought he was excellent. So to have this guy playing the Joker, man, I mean, I never thought anyone would catch as much interest as Heath Ledger did for a long time, but this is really interesting. 
Well, circling back around to what Tom said about a wasted opportunity, I think the only wasted opportunity is not having him in Suicide Squad. Mm, yeah, but maybe that, well, yeah, it could have went either way, I suppose, because I think he, he might be too good for Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't think, you know, someone that is going to carry the role with as much weight as what we're seeing from Joaquin here, I don't, I don't know how well that works in an ensemble. <laughs> movie and, you know and you know maybe a just him versus batman movie and it and it may work out where you know this joker movie you know comes out first does well and who knows this is just me wishful thinking the matt reeves batman is the sequel to this <laughs> no i think it's been pretty clear that it's a one shot yeah mm. you see what i was hoping for is that it did well enough where to like all right let's tie this joker into Matt Reeves is Batman, but then he would be an older Joker. Because, yeah. But what if there were more than one Joker? What if there was more than one Joker? Oh, you mean like three? Yeah, I'm thinking like you know what they could do it. I mean, here's the thing. Excuse Grumpler me? posted a comment on the on the trailer post saying, "Hey, fucking." <laughs> he said, I, "I never liked the idea of a Joker origin, but I'm really looking forward to this movie." And she got like over 60 likes <laughs> he couldn't even believe it and that's a good consensus. a lot of people like my fucking comment man <laughs> but, uh, and it's like if, you know if you're gonna take such an extreme liberty but make it work then make let there be three jokers if that'll tie into the matt reeve stuff i don't know because if you want to keep this tone i don't think matt reeves is going to shy away from this kind of tone now that's going to be set with this Joker movie. I think he's going to knock it out of the park too, man. Yeah, one, one of the persisting theories is that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker isn't, you know, the, the Joker that we know from the Batman universe, but maybe an inspiration to the modern day Joker. Uh, Gotham already did that. They're copying. <laughs> Gotham. Or, um, yeah. Either way, it's gonna be a fucking good movie. It seems like you, whoever, <laughs> it not well, ha, whoever okay. makes trailers like this, whoever made that trailer should get a, an award. The music, I, Robert I, fucking the, De Niro for best trailer goes to dude. Yeah. And and I've always subscribed to the notion that you know a, a film version doesn't always have to be exactly like the comics. That's yeah. why you know eighty nine works so well. That's why mm. you know. The Nolan verse works so well. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that says it's got to be just like the yeah. comics. Batman doesn't use guns. Batman doesn't kill. You know, um, I, I've never been like that. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, just, where's the penny? Where's the Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Batcave? Well, here's the yeah, Just give all me a people, good movie. People, all of these people that are complaining about that. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. That that's not how the Joker started. They all come from some beginning of you know, their fandom was related to whichever movie was big at the time, you know, whatever movie got them into it. If it's, if 89 was what got them in, then they got in from a Batman story where the Joker killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. Or if they got in from the Chris Nolan movies, then they got into it from a Batman that was trained by Ra's al Ghul. So you've all come in, from stuff that's fucked up canon. So how are you going to complain about this being a different take? Hey man, but Nolan, it's... but dude, but Nolan though. 
Your mm. continuity has to live within you. So, for example, to me, and through continuity, the Joker will never have a known origin. So, if if different outlets like the TV series or, or Elseworlds movies want to take liberties and establish things, that's fine. But you know, for knowing for yourself and continuity that he never had a known origin, that's that's all you have to know for yourself, and you'd be alright with other people trying different things. And you know. well, right, and especially like you know, in in a movie, you've got two hours to tell this story. You don't have 80 years that mm. you can in a comic. Not to mention, yeah. you know, so, the Nolan stuff did touch on that he didn't have a known origin because he kept changing his story. Right. So they it was multiple guess. And in the right. 89, the he fell into the Axis chemical. Even in, like, Batman Beyond continuity, they couldn't figure out how the Joker was still alive and going. It yeah. was, like, a mystery for a while. Yeah, so yeah. that mystery behind the the greatest well, villain love, of all time. The, you know, pretty yeah, that's why I love what our best friend writer Scott Snyder did in uh, Endgame. Is uh, he made him almost like eternal with yes, exactly like just how like uh, Pennywise. Yeah, just like Pennywise. But dude, but the new Fifty Two Freeze origin, we gotta have to wipe that off the erase board, though, man. He, he changed. Uh, he changed the ventriloquist back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Scott Snyder, our boy. But uh, best friend writer for that. What do you guys think about Walking Phoenix? About this it's a place? shame. It's a shame that we might only get him in this one movie. Yeah, you're feeling uh, him, yeah. right? Just... Yeah, I, I, I loved the idea of him as the Joker as soon as it was mm. rumored that he was up for it. Mm. Uh, I, the only thing I was just never down for was an origin story, and this is a, a really popular sentiment lately. I, I didn't really like the idea of them doing an origin story, but. Fuck, this trailer looks good. Yeah. 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 That's... Gramps, are you going to miss Jared Leto as the Joker? Mm. <laughs> as much as he's going to miss that five pounds of his dick that had to be operated off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a... hey, like, how tough is it going to be to be the Joker that was sandwiched between Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, it's a bummer, splattered dude. Splattered tattoos on your face and, f- and grilled fronts. And, and it's a, a bummer. It's like, yeah. It's almost it... like. It's almost like when you create a comic character and you get this awesome run coming out, but then an artist in another book draws him before you and it comes out before your book and steals it as the number one appearance. That is definitely first appearance. Or first, what do you call it? First cameo. And then he goes on a, a Twitter rampage just trying to like correct everybody. Yeah. Dude, dude, what, you got to do the Walking Phoenix laugh for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Most people only know that the whole thing happened. Because it was highlighted on Twitter. That yeah, man. <laughs> it's like bringing attention to it. We didn't talk about, like, we interrupted Gramps about, like, I know we don't like to do this. It's just one trailer. But I have a prediction. And I hope, it, I mean, I'm just based off the trailer. But, like, you see Robert De Niro dancing, right, mm. on yeah. stage. And he's like, he looks like he's a Johnny Carson type character. And then it shows a clip of Joaquin Phoenix dancing behind the curtain as they're revealing the curtain. I fucking swear it looks like they're going to have, like, you know, they're going to have him be Arthur Fleck most of the movie. Maybe near the end he becomes that version of the Joker. And, you know, Robert De Niro's probably like fucking Wendy Williams, a trashy TV show host who's going to have him on just for ratings, even though this guy's like an asshole. And mm. he's probably a criminal at that point. But he's like, no, let's just have him on before he gets arrested. It'll be crazy for ratings. I totally think he's going to fucking kill Robert De Niro live on air. Just you like know, just DKR. Like the, just like Dark Knight Returns, man. That's, what, that's people, what I. A lot of people that's have been what I'm feeling. That, dude. That's what I'm feeling. The way he steps out on stage, I'm like, fuck He's it, dancing. Bro. Well, yeah, because De Niro's dancing, and then and then you see the curtain open up with that music fucking hitting the pitch, and then he's dancing. 
Fuck, man. You know what? Fucking crazy, man. That we're getting. I wish that sometimes. I wish that sometimes in these comic movies they would have the inner monologue like you do in comics, where like what you were saying, where he's walking out to the crowd at the at the show, and in in the inner monologue says, "I'm going to kill all of you," or something like that. That would be so sick. Guess guess who guess who does that in their movies? Martin Scorsese, bro, and he's a producer on this movie, so that's why I'm, that's why Goodfellas is amazing because you get the inner monologue. That's why Wolf of Wall Street's amazing because you get that inner monologue. And so who knows yeah. if uh, Todd Phillips? But they, don't, but they don't do it on these comic movies. They do right. it on those good ones. Now let's now let's do it on these comic ones. You know that's why I think I, I saw somebody comment. Oh God, where was it? Oh, it was on our post. It was on our post. We posted, uh, I don't know if it was the original trailer post, or if it was like a picture or something afterwards, but, you know, um, there was a post on the Joker movie, and someone put, this is where comic book movies turn into comic book films. That's a great fucking Ooh. line right there. See, this is, uh, this is what everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of us were anticipating when the plan was that Ben Affleck was going to direct and star in uh his his solo batman film and i was like oh this this could be the thing you know like we, we he's he's won oscars before for 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 making movies that this could be one of those this could be the first time that that one of those moves that a comic book movie is like that yeah but S- now we're getting it with this Some- yeah it completely came out of left field with this Man, S- someone like, needs to green light that Joe Deathstroke movie, man. Yes, just send the bolt home, man. You're gonna, if you're gonna do this shit, he'll give us a fucking Deathstroke movie, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. I mean, I can't believe it. I, I was never an Aquaman fan. You have that tropical, fantastical, epic movie, Aquaman. You have this amazing inner city supernatural feel good Shazam movie. And now you're getting a fucking like Martin Scorsese esque Joker movie. Like, what the fuck do you see? It's like you want pancakes, waffles, and cupcakes, motherfucker, or you know, just <laughs> you know? extra syrup on those chicken and waffles. So yeah, man, just keep rating and reviewing the show. Thank you so much for the reviews. We highly appreciate it. To get the word out for Bat Force Radio, hit us up all over the social media outlets to tell us what you think about the upcoming Joker movie based on the trailer. All right, uh, Robin, you got something to ask us? <laughs> Well, I think we all know damn well that uh, there's no trunkler, but uh, this has been Bat Force Radio, and I will see you in hell. Hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.